Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, featuring Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world. Make sure you take a look at our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on there for you to check out. And click the link for the Cannabis Talk magazine, as you can check that out as well. So many cool things on there. And give us a call anytime, 1-800-420-1980. Go check out our Instagram pages at Cannabis Talk 101. Well, Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright, and I am at Joe Grande 52 And make sure you turn your typical into something special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, LoranOils.com. No Blue today. He's out right now with a little eye sore and feeling terrible. But today on the podcast, we have somebody and some company, you guys, that is just as beautiful as their company. The Autumn Brands Family Farm. They are located along the coast of Santa Barbara County, which is a beautiful coast over there, and use sustainable farming techniques. Now, natural sunlight and pesticide-free cultivation. This means setting an industry standard with 100% no-spray cannabis farming and a commitment to purify rigorous testing and hand trimming, which is huge. This takes more time, effort, and attention, but it's worth it to keep their flower pure. Autumn Brands is a woman-owned and family-owned business that cares for the consumer, the community, and the environment. And you got to remember, folks, if you're listening to this, the Santa Barbara climate is perfect for year-round growing for optimal health plant, you guys. I mean, it's just crazy how beautiful the weather is most of the time in Santa Barbara, all the time. It's tucked in between the ocean and the mountains. Their family farm produces some of the purest flour in the United States. Their genetics are carefully selected to ensure strength, viability, and consistency in their coastal and balanced ecosystem. Joining us, we have the CFO and partner of Autumn Brands, you guys. You can check the website out over there, autumnbrands.com. Follow them on Instagram at A-B-E underscore Autumn Brands which is spelled A-U-T-U-M-N-B-R-A-N-D. And Autumn, just off the top, thats I, I didn't realize it was named after you like that. It is named after me and my three partners. So when we were trying to come up with a name, we wanted something that was more unique but really represented who we are. And Autumn is Harvest, and a brand is, is a brand. So Autumn, and my three partners' last name is Brand. So Autumn Brands was born. And I love the story, which we're going to get into, about this company and Han, who started it with this, you know, the, the farm there, I should say, started as a flower farm. Um, but how did you become part of this? They're the family. You come in, and you're the first name. They're the second name. That's that's awesome. How did you, <laughs> how did you do this? 
Well, I was uh, Hans's uh, CFO for his cut flower business, and oh. he had gone through bankruptcy before I arrived um, and started working for him, and I was able to really bring his business back in the black, but he got an opportunity to lease out some of the greenhouses to cannabis to somebody else, and through that process, um, he realized that his kids weren't going to be able to be part of that company, and he saw what I could do, and I wasn't going to be part of that other company as well because they already had a finance person. And so he said, why don't we start something? My kids are going to graduate from college in a few years. They could join us then, and let's see what happens. He's like, can you keep me out of jail? Because in that time, it was Prop 215 days. So we were still looking at helicopters flying overhead and not quite sure um, if somebody was going to be knocking on our door or not. So, Autumn, let's just jump right there into the story. I didn't realize that you were working with him when he was part of this fifth-generation farmer that comes over here from Holland. How did you guys even meet? Because I know he started with a, with a small farm, obviously, and it grew into something what it is now. Yeah, he was well. He was a cut flower grower for over 30 years on that property, and he also had another one in Watsonville. And unfortunately, he had some bad crops, and so that's what kind of led him into bankruptcy in the Watsonville property. And then we got the opportunity to switch over to cannabis. Um, we really kind of like waited out. He'd never smoked cannabis. He was actually very much against it. I've always been a huge proponent of cannabis. And so it took a lot of convincing, but eventually um, he gave in. That's funny. What does that type of conversation look like? Because you got this old timer out of Holland. He's a little older than you. He could probably be your dad as well. And you look at a guy like that that you're working with and working for. And then you're saying like what? I mean, the, the farm goes down and bad crops, which happens for any type of crop, right. whatever you're doing. I don't care if you're doing lettuce. And then to see the booming cannabis industry. How does that even conversation come up? Well, at that point, like I said, it was still the Prop 215 days, but we definitely saw the writing on the wall for where it was going to be headed. Um, and so it was convincing him that the cut flower industry was never going to, you know, be profitable really again. I mean, with all the competition from South America. And so really going towards this new industry that's going to become legal here in California in a couple of years. Um, this was an important move for him. And you guys already had the greenhouses. We already had the greenhouses. So the beautiful part about being able to switch over from cut flowers to cannabis, we literally grow the same way. We grow in the same growing medium, the same growing systems. And so it was actually pretty affordable for us to be able to just change over the crop. Until we had to go through the permitting process, of course, and then it got extremely expensive. Wait, tell us about that. What do you mean? So we were we were grandfathered in since we started growing before a certain time in Santa Barbara County. And so we are able to grow. And, and when we transitioned over into cannabis and into the regulated market in 2018, um, we were able to go through the permitting process at the same time. It took four and a half years and over $2 million. And we're still in it. They're still they're coming up with new things that now we have to underground utilities because we had to get a certain permit. You know, they, they, they've come after us for so many different things. And so it's, it's been really challenging in that way. But for us, luckily, we already had the infrastructure in place. And we're, you know, they're Dutch, so they're frugal. I'm a very conservative finance person, so I'm frugal. So it has allowed us to really, you know, stay the course and do really well for ourselves. And when, when that happens and you guys do that, how big is the facility that you guys have there? Uh, we currently have five and a half acres of cultivation. Uh, there's still another um, person who leases the property on the other side. Um, but the entire property is around 24 acres. Wow. So is it like armed security too and everybody crazy? Like, where are you guys did it go from being worried about a gopher coming in to now we have cannabis growing here? We definitely have high security all around. Um, 
you know, probably 100 cameras on the entire property for every single corner. But, you know, I feel like we've been really lucky. We haven't seen any crime in our area um, for cannabis. So, but we're. And, and that's what's crazy, too, because that area is known for a lot of big farms. Now, were you guys one of the first ones? We were one of the first ones to switch over. But back then, too, when we did start, no one was talking about it. Everyone was just kind of doing it because it and was And there was still... a lot of illegal, and there still is a lot of right. illegal grows out there. Let's just right. call it what it is. We know it happens. You know it. you got friends out there if you live out there. I mean, it's facts or facts, folks. It's Santa... <laughs> if you don't know and you're listening to this around the world going, Santa Barbara, that's what they have out there. They have a lot of land out there in California. It's not the big cities that you think, oh, it's in California. It's all city. No, it has a lot of land out there and mountains and things where you can grow stuff out there so when you guys open this up and do this how did his family look at that i mean he has the two young kids that now they're in the business all of you mm -hmm. all the the son and daughter now are part of the the family business and you there and his wife at the time are still his wife now how did that conversation go is it like you guys are gonna grow weed i mean he wasn't even a smoker yeah, we didn't tell people, I think, for the first couple of years. And then once we did, everyone was actually really accepting. They understood it. And and his brother actually also has a cannabis farm as well. So, oh, really? So it was, the conversation with the parents, I think, was pretty easy at that stage. Um, and they understood, you know, the economics of it and being able to make more money and a better opportunity. And now it just seems like, as I was looking online, it looks a beautiful-looking in-house grow. You guys are doing all pesticide-free, non-spray. I feel like you guys are doing the extra stuff that some people don't do what what is that quality come from like okay i mean did you guys do that with the regular plants that you guys were growing as well we didn't so before with the cut flowers we certainly sprayed pesticides and we and we used an integrative uh, pest management program ipm program so we also had good bugs that we'd buy in but about five, six years ago, we started doing some research and really realizing that while you can wash your lettuce, you can't wash your weed. And we really feel that even organic pesticides can be really harmful to our bodies. And we want to provide the most natural product we possibly can. So we decided to make that shift. And it was a hard shift. I mean, we lost thousands and thousands of plants. Don't get me wrong. But today we have this incredible ecosystem in our greenhouses because of it. And one day we, we saw these ladybugs and we post them and ladybugs are a pretty special thing, you know, just generally. But then a, a professor from UC Santa Barbara reached out to us and said, do you know what you have? And we said, ladybugs? And she goes, those are native ladybugs. You can't buy those in. There's, no, you know, for those to come into your greenhouse means your ecosystem and your greenhouses are just perfect because there's always a food source. And we do. We have hundreds of thousands of ladybugs that continue just to populate and produce and their little baby larvas are what eat 100 aphids a day. So it's it's been an incredible process for us to see what we've been able to accomplish. And we really do think this is the future, just like conventional agriculture moved to organic. I feel like organic moves to pesticide free. That's awesome that you guys were able to figure something like that out. And you just didn't even know that you guys are doing it. It's like, oh, no, we're just kind of doing the right thing. And this builds up when that happens and that ecosystem forms. It's more like the, the natural ecosystem of it. It's just keeping it right and safe and the environment's doing what it's supposed to do. Well, yeah, exactly. And all these farmers still buy in like good, good beneficial insects, but then they spray the next day and then you just kill everything. So also from an economical standpoint, you're just wasting money, you know? So being able to really help the environment, make sure that our consumers know what they're getting um, and, and, you know, making it a, you know, better quality and better economics. And as you say, what the consumers are getting, I'm looking at it. You guys have flour, you guys have pre-rolls, you have wellness products, 
and different strains. Talk about some of these different strains that you guys have and, and the different products. We and have, I know you have a few up here uh, on the table. Yeah. So so we we have kind of separated ourselves into uh, this is our hybrid line. That's our indica line, which is more the purple and blue. And then the um, sativa line is this kind of light, light blue and green. And so we actually rebranded ourselves again last year. We've done it a couple of times because we really like to listen to what the consumer wants and what they need. Um, and so we really wanted to put more of our messaging on our on our packaging as well and then make it really clear for the consumer. Um, and so we do also have these icons that shows our special ladybugs that were women-owned, family-owned, um, and, and sustainable first. So like all our products right here, everything is either reusable or recyclable. So we have the glass jars, the lids on the, all the jars are all backyard compostable. The tins are all reusable. The pre-rolls are all compostable. Um, and so that's really important to us. And then we have our wellness products as well. So we have this topical that we spent over two years developing, which is my passion project um, that I'm just so proud of because it's amazing and it works. And so it's a one to seven CBD to THC ratio um, that has magnesium and arnica and this just incredible refreshing aroma to it. Um, and it's, and it's vegan. So there's no, there's no bees or any, any other products like that in there. And so, and it, works. It is incredible for pain relief. It's incredible for leg cramps. It's incredible for rashes. Um, so, and anytime anyone gets this product, they just are blown away. Oh, I so, can't wait. I want to see what that, that's yeah. the one that's here in the jar right here. Yeah, it's right up over, it's right up over here in the middle. Oh, okay. That one is our elixir. So we have two elixirs. Um, and these were really focused towards people that have cancer. So we have a warrior elixir to really, for them to be able to fight against cancer or someone that just really likes to get high. So that one's a thousand milligrams of THC. Um, and, and then we have the thrive elixir that we developed for people that really need help with sleeping. And so that's really was key for some of our family members that needed something. And so we decided to put something like that out and that's a one to two. Um, and then that has also helped me. I was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease oh. and it was the one thing that did help me. Um, and where I was able to learn also then how to, my, I took a little too much the first time because I was, I was actually going to go for an NPR interview and I had some other meetings that same day that I was really nervous about. And I took a few too many drops and got a little too high, but I was fine and I got through it. And then after that, I learned how to really microdose it and really kind of help my symptoms for my autoimmune, which is pretty amazing. Isn't it crazy how you realize once you, people could use these different medicines for these different elements like that, but yet how you can mess up and go, oh shit, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that much of the drop under my tongue right now. I'm like, I only took five drops. My husband's like, you took 10. <laughs> You're like, well, this is going to be a great yes, interview over here on NPR. Fantastic. And, and so, and then I also see you guys have anti-inflammatory creams and rubs and muscle and joint salves. Yeah. So that was the topical uh, that I was mentioning earlier. That's the one to seven um, ratio that is just, yeah, incredible for all sorts of things on your body. And, and we didn't want something that was, it's a salve because we didn't want something that was too thick. Like a lot of topicals, you like stick your finger and it gets all stuck in, under your fingernail Right. where we want, but we didn't want it to be too soft because uh, we wanted to really be able to last and be shelf ready, even though you normally go through it quite quickly. Um, so it's a pretty amazing product. And all these products are found at a dispensary and you guys are located in about how many dispensaries out here in California? Uh, we're in about 200 dispensaries throughout the state of California. Um, it's fluctuated over the years. Um, but we also have a, our own direct-to-consumer delivery service. We've, we've collaborated with a delivery service in L.A. and Orange County that will deliver our products. You just need to go to our website and click buy now. Oh, you guys did that. Is that what I see on here? Mm -hmm. Wow. On the website, so you can go to the buy now tab that I see here, and you get it delivered right to your place. And it has all that you said, though 
pre-gram, the one gram right there, the pre-roll. Yep. And the six pack of, uh, oh, wow, 25 bucks for the six pack. That's not bad at all. Look at you guys. And you have the different strains right there. I love that. The gelato, the Fuel OG. Mm-hmm. Those are some of our top ones. So the Jet Fuel, I'm a sativa girl. Um, I Indicas make me very grumpy. So I am just very, uh, stay true to my sativa and the Jet Fuel gelato is one of my favorites. Um, and then we have a really great wedding cake, which is a tried and true. People just love that one. And then our big Indica one right now is Smackers, which is smacks a lot of people in the face and they just love it really so yeah. have you guys just stayed with consistent uh brands that you guys have been using like the ogs and this and that like have you guys stayed or are you guys branching off to do different ones we try to change our strains every quarter so we're always bringing in new genetics to keep it fresh we sometimes keep our tried and true ones like the wedding cake we've had for a number of years um but i think it's really important to always get something new and exciting for people um but you know, but we're also because of where we grow next to the coast and because we're pesticide free, we don't and we don't spray anything. We don't spray for for molds or anything like that. We control and we just we take care of our plants as naturally as we possibly can that only certain gen genetics will grow well in our in our greenhouses. So we're very picky about what we what we buy in. And we're also picky with the nurseries that we work with. So well. it's like a high-end boutique style grow where it's like, okay, we're doing all this great. We're doing that. Prices seem about average. So when I look on the website right here, I love this wellness bundle and share the salve to these bundles. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We're going to come back and talk about the bundles on the website. We'll be right back after this break. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey guys i'm home everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker sorry i'm late everyone there was an accident at the factory monty fell into the upholstery machine don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. 
We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Live the life you crave, folks. Rise above ordinary weekend plans with Elevations Nation's membership. You'll gain access to exclusive events, entertainment, adventure, and wellness experience. Visit the website, elevationnations.com, to learn so much more. We are sitting here with the amazing, beautiful partner and CFO of Autumn Shelton. Or excuse me, Autumn Shelton is her name of Autumn Brands. Autumnbrands.com is the website. And as I was looking, Autumn, at the website, I think this is so great that you guys do a wellness bundle. What, what is this wellness bundle exactly? Well, it includes um, our salve and our two elixirs, um, which really can help you in multiple different ways. So where the topical is something that's really kind of the more external part that really is great for pain relief, for helping you sleep as well. I rub it on my neck every night or for any type of rashes or eczema or anything. My child has eczema, so I... So does mom. Well, he did, and we used to rub creams on him, too. That's so funny that you say that. And it's been amazing because I refuse to use the steroids, so this has been an incredible thing to be able to help him with that as well. Um, I also get leg cramps in the night, so like I wake up, I put that on, boom, I'm all better again. Yeah, I just had ankle surgery not too long, uh, last year exactly, I'm still recovering from it. I mean, I can work out, I just can't lift off my right ankle yet still, but I can do with both feet, but uh, it's still, I'm still rubbing creams and and salves on myself all the time. I have to get you one of these Yeah, yeah, I gotta try this right now. (laughs) So I love everything that you guys are doing there, how you guys are doing it, it sounds so amazing. But then as I look at who you are, right, I'm like, okay, let's talk a little bit about Autumn. You got your BS in psychology with a minor in Italian at UC Santa Barbara. So are you born and raised out there in, in Santa Barbara County? Uh, I was actually born in a house in Carpinteria with hippie parents. My parents met in a commune in Santa Barbara back in the 70s. And actually, my husband's parents were also in that commune. We met at one of the reunions when we were teenagers. Um, but I didn't grow up there, but I always I grew up in Westlake Village, not too far. Oh, in not, the valley. Yeah. Um, and so then I went back for for UCSB and never left except to travel a couple times. We moved to Australia for a couple years, but what took you to the land down under? Um, well, my husband, then boyfriend at that time, he was already planning on going on a trip. And so I kind of invited myself along and, um, we spent a year traveling around Australia and then came back, got married. So we want to go on another trip. So we took a 16 month honeymoon, um, through Australia and South America and Cuba and Mexico. It was incredible. How fun is that? Yeah, I, you can't ever take that away. Now that we have two kids and... How old are your kids? I have a seven and a half year old boy and a three and a half year old girl. Oh, the four year difference. So yeah. I have the 23 year old and then I have a 10 year old and an eight year old. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the 23 the year old was one of those fun things. And then, you know, the other ones are with my wife now. Yeah. So it's, it's just a great, but it's, the kids are great. How do the kids now and you deal with that at the... School level, is it like, oh, that's the cannabis mom? Or how does that look and work for you guys there in Santa Barbara? Or is it kind of all part of the industry now and it's open? Or is it still a little tabooish? It's actually been really a lot of support. Like um, they asked me, I, I give gift baskets and let people come for farm tours from the school. Um, I've met other families and parents. And, and they're like, we've been using your products for years. So they already knew about me, which is really incredible. Um, so, so I'm really been appreciative. I'm still not quite sure. Sometimes there's certain families that I'm sure they're like, mm, cause I, I certainly have my sticker on my car. So it's, it's quite apparent that I'm 
you know, autumn brand. Cannabis friendly. Yes. (laughs) Um, And there are certain people that still are against cannabis, but for the most part, you know, there's just been nothing but support. Is the school allowing you to use like a gift basket for fundraisers yet? Yes. Yes. Dude, I'm trying to do that with my kid's school. I'm like, you guys, I know what we could do for a fundraiser. What? Let me put together a gift basket for one of these brands that I've been trying to do. Right. And it helps the brand. Why? Because the, People at the school are seeing that brand. They're using that product going, oh, my God, this helped me because let's just face it, it's going to help them, right? Whether it's edibles, creams, rubs, whatever it is that you're doing, and they won't do it. But they'll do the wine wall event. They do this event, that event, all around alcohol, but they won't allow me to contribute to my kid's school like that. They got to be more open. So yes, I'm very grateful. My school, my son's school is very open to it. And, and it's been, a, that's awesome to options. hear. Yeah. I didn't realize that something, you know, I mean, I I've seen it, uh, you see gift baskets around and obviously I'm sure when you had your gift basket, everyone's like, Oh, autumn brands. Oh, Hey autumn. I see your bit. We're yeah. bidding on that. That's yeah. the way it should be at every school. at this point, I agree. This I mean, is- every school, when they have fundraisers, they're raising money, they're using the alcohol, they have the full bar, they have this and that, but it just hasn't hit that whole social, everyone should be able to do this yet. Break the stigma. It is weird that that's going on right there. So a little bit about this brand right here that I love too, that, you know, the whole family gets involved. We have Han and then Hannah, that's the daughter, correct? Yes. And Hannah's has also went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. What does she do exactly for the company? She's the sales officer? So yeah, she oversees all of sales. She was managing our warehouse and all the employees inside the warehouse, but her real true skill set is is sales, even though she studied um, agriculture. And so she knows a lot about plant science, um, whereas her, her older brother is our head grower and he was he studied agriculture, but more business side. So they've kind of switched what they do in the company, but it's, and that's Johnny, right? And that's Johnny. Yeah. And it's it's been so incredible to have them to come into the company um, because they, they bring in a whole new set of skills that Hans and I don't have. And that's what's great about the four of us is that we have all different sets of skills that we can bring to the table. We never step on each other's toes. We just appreciate each other and then ask the questions and kind of help the light bulbs go off. And it's allowed us to continue to grow together and be really successful together. I think that's great because in my opinion, there's nothing better than a building a foundation like Hans came out and built with with the, the flower company and then you being an early part of that working there recreating another company which is part of the story I didn't know that that's how that happened and then to bring his kids as they were growing up because they were too young to get involved in the flower company let's just face it right. and then to get into cannabis which had to be so quote unquote cool feel you know what I mean as these middle middle aged teenagers then becoming adults graduating from college and now you have a full on farm out there that's making amazing quality products and it's like you guys are uh i would consider this and correct me if i'm wrong more of a higher end product because of the pesticide free and everything else correct correct yeah we definitely focus on making a very high quality product all our plants are hand-picked hand-trimmed hang-dried and we do it at an affordable price so we're not the cheapest brand on the market we're not the highest you know, price brand, but we really try to make this as high quality as possible at an affordable price for consumers. That, that, that's why I was shocked even looking at your guys' website, to be honest right here. That's why I said, oh, well, that's affordable. I was thinking that the ace were going to be a lot heavier than the, the cost right there. I was looking at $28 ace for God's yep. sakes. Yep. That's like uh, as great as it gets right there. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what the delivery buy. service folks from, not not the retail. If you're going somewhere, I'm sure the retail might put that up a little higher at certain stores that you guys are at. But to order from your website in Los Angeles and in Orange County to get delivery, you're looking at $28 ace. That's We should be around there, too, in most dispensaries these days as well. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, we're that's very competitive. So that's what I like to be. I like to be competitive and be fair, but really provide a top a top notch product that's better for the consumer. I, and it's funny because when I seen this brand and was mentioning it to the staff, a lot of people didn't really know about it. And then we looked into it going, oh, my goodness. Oh, that's that one. That's that one. And, and it's starting to make more noise. Are you guys starting to do more advertising, more marketing? What are you guys doing for that? We do do a lot of marketing. We do a lot of articles, podcasts like this. Um, we really like to be able to educate and get out there as much as possible um, and, and really tell our story and who we are. Um, we are, we're more of, we're not a small farm. We're not a huge, massive farm. So we put marketing dollars that make sense for us. Um, we believe in really an ROI. And so we measure everything that we can do. And so really understanding and learning more about the consumer and what they want. And I love this with you guys because it's family owned. You know what I mean? Like we said, the two kids, you coming in with the business, uh, the stores that you guys are located at, wh wh where's the, where do you guys dominate at? Uh, Santa Barbara and Los Angeles, we definitely are majority of, um, Northern California tends to be a little tougher since a lot of them like their, like a lot of the flower from like the Emerald Triangle. The Shabinskis and the, yeah, the, yeah, yes, and yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, but certainly we are all throughout the, throughout the state of California. And I think it's tough for a lot of brands to, you know, be a local one like this and to dominate the whole area. It's more like dominate where you're at because everybody knows you in Santa Barbara. You live there, you get married there, and now, oh, Autumn, Autumn has Autumn brands and the family, the kids went to school there. I would imagine it does great there because of that alone. And then you got to just branch out from there. And we do. And we have a great following in Santa Barbara. We love to do a lot of farm tours for people, show them, you know, what we're all about and who we are. And so, and and we've been doing this, you know, we started the brand in early 2018. So we've been doing this for a really long time. Um, we've definitely rode the wave through the through how it's kind of adjusted. We were one of only 30 brands on the shelf and in 2018. Um, when the market kind of changed and the lab testing changed. And so we've kind of seen this kind of roller coaster ride throughout the process. Um, but we're really proud to still be here. It's been a tough couple of years for sure. Um, yeah, for so on. many companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and as you say that, Autumn, so many people listening going, what are some of those trials and tribulations that you guys had to go through that you're like, oh, my goodness, if we would have only did this or had to learn that? What are some of those experiences? Because let's just face it. I was just even talking to another lady before this uh, show who works with the uh, city of Los Angeles. And it's just tough to help people out when so many things change all the time. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're doing one thing and it's like, wait a minute, just like you said earlier when the, okay, now we got to have pipes that are down below. We have to have this and that. How, what are some of those things that you guys had to learn? That is the key. Change, change, change continues to happen. And the only way that you're going to survive this is to be able to pivot and pivot and pivot. And so that's what we've been able to do. So yes, we started out transitioning into the regulated market. That was a huge, huge uh, jump for us. I spent a lot of time um, at the state level working with the regulators and at the local level working with the regulators. I was not good at political science in high school or college, but somehow I got thrown into this whole political element of it. And I've gotten good at it, which is, um, which is a pretty good feeling as well. So really helping the state design their regulations that works for a farm with multiple licenses like ours, um, working with the county to understand what, what as a farmer, as a grower need, what we need. Um, but still, we're still battling over regulation and over taxation. Um, but I've gotten involved with a local association, Carp Growers. I was the president of that, and we had a fight against the anti-cannabis groups. 
And that was a big struggle in 2021 and helping them understand that, you know, we're, we're all, we're family and we're trying to make a difference here and we're trying to grow a really incredible product. Um, and so, you know, trying to go through all that. And that was when I was going through this whole autoimmune and, and realizing, and right, you guys, I'm growing medicine. This is helping me out right, literally, physically, right. emotionally, mentally with pain. Like all these things that I, you, you, it's okay for the doctor to give me pills and no one's going to bitch about this, but yet my ulcers, my kidneys are going to suffer in the long run, my colon for God's sakes and everything else that I have to deal with internally. But you guys are going to bitch and complain about this cannabis use that I'm growing myself pesticide free and everything else. It's crazy when people have it backwards like that. It's, it's been a, been a really difficult journey in, in that sense for sure. Um, but now I'm also, I'm on the board of the California Cannabis Industry Association. I'm the treasurer of that so really kind of helping get more politically involved to help the regulations at the state level um, and make sure that our industry continues to thrive well i hope it continues to thrive i love the brand i love what you guys are doing over there we're going to come back with the high five and still talk about autumn brands we have autumn here with us it's cannabis talk 101 we'll be right back after this break make sure you like follow and subscribe to cannabis talk 101 now this is neil strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey guys i'm home everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker sorry i'm late everyone there was an accident at the factory monty fell into the upholstery machine don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? F*** it. Now, back to the number one cannabis show in the universe, Cannabis Talk 101. What time is it, folks? Time. 
That's right. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com, or on Instagram, dime.industries. We're here with Autumn Shelton, the chief financial officer and partner at Autumn Brands. And we're talking off air about Autumn Brands using its own fertilizer. You guys are making things. And also the team and staff, which is just great to look at because not only do you have Hans and then you right there, but the kids, the, the son and daughter, but how many people are you guys employing out there in Santa Barbara? We have around 75 employees um, at the farm. And then we have some. We have about five to six uh, outside sales reps that are out throughout the state. That's great that you guys are doing that. And then not only that, I remember you saying, too, that you guys are all local. So you guys have so many people there, all this local stuff. To give back to the community is just an example of what a great company. Like I said, once I've seen, I said I watched a video. Whoever your guys' agent was, or not agent, PR company, <laughs> that sent something out to me. And I literally watched the video of Hans and then him sitting there telling me when he first smoked as he got older. And he finally used the product. I went, that guy is cool. You know what I mean? I was like, this guy, this company is exactly the American dream. A guy from, not Switzerland, where is he Holland. from? Holland. Holland mm -hmm. comes to this country, damn near on a boat probably, <laughs> and literally creates the American dream. Starts a flower business that goes bad, bankruptcy, has problems, and then he moves the cannabis. It's like, this is the American dream of what a company does and is. Yeah, it's it's been pretty incredible journey for him and and for his family and and his wife also is from is from Holland as well and she came over when she was one and so for them to be able to meet and and come together and then have these two incredible kids it's it's been pretty incredible. It's just a story like I said that touched my heart from the beginning of it. I'm looking at this story going, this is the type of company folks that you want to support because they're doing it right. Everything you guys seem to be doing uh, and you guys have been. Winning things, doing things, or are you guys, how many licenses do you guys have exactly? I know you said, is it four uh, or five licenses you guys have? We're at uh, 15 licenses now. 15 licenses. So we have cultivation license, a nursery license, a processor license, and a distribution license as well. Wow. So you are you guys white labeling for anybody as well? Uh, we've talked to a couple different brands about white labeling. labeling. It really has to make sense, but um, but we are working with one right now. Oh, nice. Is it open for the market to reach out to you guys or not really? <laughs> sure. Obviously, absolutely. everything's always on yeah. the table to talk, everything's right? Everything's on the table. I mean, you guys have this boutique-style great way of doing cannabis, and it seems great. I mean, I haven't seen any complaints. You're in over 200 stores right now, and you guys are self-funded as well? We are self-funded, so that's something we're really proud of that we've been able to really hold on to um, and really just be able to utilize our own money, and that way we still always have control in what, whatever we're doing, and we don't have to respond to somebody else, and we can grow within our means, and that's what's really key for us is to be able to just grow as we feel like we can grow and not overextend ourselves. And what do you guys see next for the company? Is it trying to branch out more, or is it going to different states, or... You guys just good where you're at right now and capitalizing on the market here? I think for this year, we're kind of holding steady just due to the vol volatility of where the market's been um, and really kind of just holding, you know, holding it out. We're just we're so grateful still to be around. We're watching farms and brands just go out of business left and right. Um, but this has always been a long term plan for us to be here. So, um, you know, yes, definitely. We want to be in other states. We want to do more. We want to have more products. So, um, you know, as we continue to grow, we will we'll definitely be expanding Is out. Is there R&D on products you guys are working on now, like the gummy lines or food lines or anything like that? Uh, we have uh, another pre-roll line, Dog Walkers, which are like the little mini joints that people love. Um, those are so popular and great. It's like anybody who has those, they, they win. Yeah. Who doesn't want to have a little one of those and just take a couple of hits and boom, you're done? 
those are perfect. Um, and especially during, I think, COVID days as well, where people didn't really want to share anything anymore. Um, love to get back into the vape world. When we, we did have a vape back in the day, uh, but of course it was vape crisis and all these regulations changed. And so we haven't gone back to that. I think we'd love to collaborate. We collaborated with Select um, on a great one, um, but now they've left the West Coast. So we're, we're looking at other... Um, other businesses to kind of collaborate with on different products and that's great and there's how many there how do you know this random question how many cannabis brands and companies are there in santa barbara in santa barbara um well we have glass house right next door to us pacific stone on the other side of us um yada, i mean glass yada. house is like the biggest in the world for god's sake yeah they've gotten quite big which is funny because we both like started you know together at the same time with the brand and kind of watched them just kind of we've had kyle on the show a couple of times oh yeah yeah okay. yeah um, I don't know Kyle very well, but I know Graham um, really well. Well, Graham's so. there all the time working yeah. there. Kyle just flies in and out yeah, to show much. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think there's probably about, you know, 10 to 20 brands. Uh, a lot of the ones in North County, Santa Barbara, um, have kind of gone out of business as well, just because it's so it's been so difficult uh, with growing outdoors. But um, it's a pretty, Carpentry is a really special area to grow, and, and we're proud of our community and our colleagues. And not only that, like I said in the intro, the weather is perfect out there, and you guys have this area that just grows tremendous cannabis. I mean, you got the Humboldt County out there, of course, you have Santa Cruz, and you have Santa Barbara. Yeah. And I think it goes in that order, in my opinion. I mean, as I look at and think of the cannabis that I've had, I go, you know, you're going to get the best at Humboldt, you're going to get the best at Santa Cruz, and then we're in, in California, Santa Barbara. And it goes in that order. And Santa Barbara's a special place. People love to come and visit and, and tour and, and to be able Oprah to Oprah has see. a house out there, for God's sakes. She sure does. <laughs> have, you got, have, have you guys ever hooked her up with anything yet? I, it's on my list. I'm trying to get knock on her door. Right? Hey, <laughs> drop off a package. This is from Autumn Brands. Thank you. I just want to leave this at the gate here for you guys. Yep. Yep. That's great. Well, Autumn, everybody that comes on the show, we like to do the high five with them. So we're going to ask you five simple, fun questions. It's Autumn Shelton, the Chief Financial Officer and Partner at Autumn Brands. And I know you grew up with cannabis and loved it. So we get to hear a little bit about that story. How old were you the first time you tried cannabis and where'd you get it from? First time I tried cannabis, I was 17 and I got it from a friend. I remember catch finding like a joint rolled up in my dad's sleeping bag when I was 11. So I was kind of anti until that point. Um, but then a friend handed me a joint and I was like, okay, I'm ready. Oh, really? And this is in Santa Barbara? This was in, um, this was Westlake West West Lake Lake Village. Village. Mm -hmm. Oh, so the Valley Weed. Yes. Go ahead. That's funny. <laughs> What's your friend's name? Um... Do you put him on blast? I'm going to keep that a little secret. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to see if you would. Okay, question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Uh, I certainly instill old school. I love to smoke a joint, um, and I love the topical or the elixirs as well. But um, I love to smoke a joint and go for a run. Like, that's like Ooh. my just like go-to run yeah it's funny that you say topical because i i think that's my favorite way too i have to rub i rub my body i rub it on my body every day yeah same. and i use cbd under my tongue every day so it's like that's my favorite way because i use it every single day that way i'm still rubbing stuff on my inner thigh after i work out my ankle the out ankle it's like it's crazy that you see how these products work like that it, it is really incredible and i think a lot of people don't even realize that sometimes even those are the smokers that are using it for medicine around shoulder pain, neck pain. They don't realize they're using more of that than just smoking a joint sometimes. And our topical is great because it's really approachable. You're not going to get high from it, but you do have mag has magnesium in it as well. So it really helps with those kind of joints and aches and pains that you have as well. So there's just a lot of, lot of different benefits in one. Oh, I jar. can't wait to try that. Question number three of the high five autumn. Where's the craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis? 
I don't know about the place. I mean, the place was Westlake Village, but I remember smoking a five foot bong standing up on this curb. And it was just, it was the craziest experience ever. I was just, I got so high, but someone's down there like lighting it for me. And I'm just up like on top of a mountain, basically. And it was, it was insane. That is so funny <laughs> that you say that. You just took me back to being at SDSU 1990. Two, I believe, or no, no, 1990 actually, and I'm hitting the five foot bong for the first time, and it's just like you're right, your buddy's lighting it down there, and you're, all right, snap it, and, yep. ooh, ooh, and then there goes your kidney and your liver and your lungs all down on the coffee table. Oh yeah, that's was, a fun time though. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that is a fun time. The experiences of smoking cannabis like that is just ridiculous. Question number four of the high five: What are your go-to munchies after you get high? Um, well, I am more of a sativa, so I do like to avoid kind of strains that make give me the munchies, but I am certainly, if I do, I'm a salt and vinegar chips kind of girl. Really? Yeah. Kettle cooked or just the normal baked? I, I don't really, uh, I don't really differentiate. Either just one anyone, works, anyone, anyone just me. some salt and vinegar yeah. and let's get down. Healthy or not healthy, I'll take it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you look like you eat all healthy too, which is great. You must have a high metabolism. I do. I, I try to eat as healthy as possible. That's great. Question number five of the high five, Autumn Shelton. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Well, I'm going to have to pick a couple. So I just was at the Woods WeHo dispensary um, and got to meet Woody Harrelson. Oh, you and did? How was that? And Owen Wilson. It was amazing. It was incredible. Owen was there as well? Uh-huh. And John Hamm. And it was an, just an amazing event and very intimate. And everyone was outside. You can you can smoke outside and come in together. Is so. your brand there? Our brand is there, yes. Oh, so that's why you just went there as the brand ambassador, yes. owner of the company. Hello, I'm here to say hello to everybody. It was their one-year anniversary event, so we got I to go. I heard about that event. And... Actually, we were invited. Damn, I should have went to the oh, thing. Oh, it was so much fun. It was a blast. And they have these incredible cabanas. I couldn't speak higher than for this dispensary. It's just incredible. In Los um, Angeles, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, Owen, though, was trying to get Woody to go play backgammon up in one of the cabanas. Um, and so... I'd love to go back one day and go smoke with them and play backgammon. But also, my other one that I really love is Oprah. So if I could ever get Oprah to sit down and smoke a joint with me and hear all about her stories in life, that would be incredible. Oprah is one of those good ones that we never hear a lot about on the show. I don't think anybody's ever said Oprah to come to think of it. No one, huh? I don't think so. I, and you know what? Oprah is one that's interviewed so many of the biggest names. I mean, she's like a Barbara Walters, for God's sake. So when you go back to old school interviewers, and it doesn't matter man or woman. I mean, you know what I mean? She's just one of the classic OGs of the storytelling, of oh. inspiration, of uh, just knowledge. And she lives by where you live at. I know. She's right there. She could. She could just come over. I can sit down. We can talk about it and smoke a joint. Come on, Oprah. I mean, those are like realistic ones that you might be able to smoke with. So it's not like far out. You just hung out with those other two dudes. So close. So close. And the event, you didn't smoke with them? You didn't pull out out? and No, not at that event. I didn't get a chance to. We're kind of moving around. and but Showing face I'll and go just back. working too hard. Yeah. Well, Autumn, is there anything else that we forgot to mention about the brand that you guys want to mention and talk about before we let you go? Um, yeah, I think we covered a lot of great things about our brand. Um, yeah, just we, you know, sustainability, women-owned, family-owned. Um, and and we're here for the long run, so it's really important that you know your farm and where your products are coming from. So being able to like touch on that, a lot of brands don't aren't connected to a farm, so being able to know exactly that these are really natural products is really key. So please support Autumn Brand. There it is, you guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101, and remember this: if nobody else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande. 
the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.